Right now, though, something that I'm sure is on the minds of many. I know I was speaking with Mac, our content producer in Calgary, and she was sitting at the computer doing her taxes this weekend. I did the same thing at my house because today marks the first day that the uh, CRA, the Canada Revenue Agency, is actually up and ready to accept your income tax return for 2023. Okay. there's a few things different. Now, there, no rush. You have until April 30th. That's the tax deadline to to file your taxes. And if, if you run your own business or you're self-employed, you have even more time. It goes to June 17th this year. It's typically June 15th, but that's a weekend. So June 17th, if you're self-employed or you have your own business. Um, but April 30th is the deadline to pay if you owe. Anything you owe that you haven't paid by April 30th, that's when you're going to start to see um, you know, the penalties for that. So April 30th is your deadline to get all the money paid. You know how it works. But today's the first day that you can do it. And there's some changes this year. So let's find out what is different this year. What do we need to know about? We're going to speak with uh, Rubina Ahmed-Hak, who is a, perf- a personal finance expert that we've spoken to many times before. Uh, Rubina, thanks so much for finding some time for us today. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. So today's the day, right? I mean, this is it. Uh, how, I mean, how hectic do you think it is? Do you think a lot of people are waiting and sort of here's the first day? Uh, I don't think so. I think the majority of us file towards the end of April, if not just the last few days before the deadline. Uh, it's not something that is on the top of on top of mind for many people, just because it does feel like it's a lot of work and. Uh, it's, you know, as we are as human beings, we like to put off the hard stuff until the last minute. So I don't think that there's going to be a huge <laughs> rush. But for those who are keen, especially if you're getting a refund, yeah. uh, this is the time to get it in because you're going to get the refunds, you know, much faster if you file now because there's not as many returns being uh, uh, being filed right now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, if you can get in early, you'll probably get it turned around quicker. And yeah, if you're getting a refund, that's nice. The, the thing I always wonder, Rabina, I don't know, maybe people are more in touch with their finances than I am, but this whole... You have to get it in by April 30th if you owe. If you don't owe, then don't. How do people know? Like, I I, I guess is this sort of like you pay all your tax bills once a year or something? I mean, how do you not know? I mean, I'm just going through and my company handles it all and I find out after I do my taxes if I owe or not. Yeah, I think that that is a real um, dangerous uh, message that I that they tell people. You know, if you own it, that then then you have to get it in. Uh, the message should really be: everyone needs to file their taxes yeah. by April thirtieth at midnight, and that includes, um, you know, even though self-employed individuals have until the middle of J- June to file their return, if they owe any taxes for twenty twenty-three, they're due by the end of April. So they still have to do the work to see if they owe the CRE any money. Otherwise, they are going to have to pay penalties and interest on that. That money that they owe. It's good practice to get your uh, return in on time, even if you don't owe money, because A, you're going to get your refund quicker, and also any benefits, like the child care benefit or the GST, HST rebate, anything that really is uh, dependent on yeah. you filing your return has to get, it has to be filed on time, otherwise those will be delayed. Really good point, and you know, th- that can be pretty sizable depending on the position that you're in. Okay, some of the changes, some of the things that people need to know about. I think the one that might affect most people, not everybody, but a lot of people, certainly people that I know, this whole work from home thing, it's changed. It used to be so easy, Rabina. It was like, hey, if you're working from home, two bucks a day, that's your deduction. Way you go. Not anymore, right? Yeah, so the work from home uh, 
credit that was brought in, which was basically a flat rate uh, uh, credit, was for really pandemic era, you know, where most right. of us were working from home. There was an understanding that, yes, there is going to be some incurred expenses because you're working from home and you're using more um, energy. You're obviously, you know, using your home's resources, not your workplace's resources. That is now scaling back. And that really is a reflection that many of us are going to be back in the office, that we're not relying so much on our, our home office uh, to be working from home. So you, you need to, to be aware of the fact that you will need more receipts to show that, you know, this is my expenses that I had when I was working from home, rather than that flat rate, which was just like, I worked from home this many days, and that's all the questions that were asked. So you read about it and you see, hey, you can deduct part of your mortgage, part of your utilities, part of your Wi-Fi. I mean, the list goes on. Is it really all that it's cracked up to be, Rabina? This, could this really change things for you? So the work from home tax credit, which is different than being able to write off expenses. Uh, so the, it, this one, the work from home is, is a flat rate home expense deduction. And it doesn't exist anymore for 2023 because we are not seeing people working from home as much. But that doesn't mean that if you work from home that there aren't expenses that you can't write off. So, you know, you may bought, buy a new computer for your, for your job. Yeah. You may have traveled for your job. So all of those things are absolutely legitimate expenses. What you do have to show is that you had to incur that expense because of your job. And if you are a full-time salaried employee, you may have to go to your employer and get them to fill out yeah. a form that says that you needed to incur these expenses in order for you to do your job. If you are self-employed like I am, it's really just a case of me claiming those expenses and hanging on to those receipts. Um, and if the CRA comes asking that I'm able to uh, explain to them, you know, why it is I bought a computer last year or why did I buy a new chair for my office? So you need to be able to answer those questions if, if they ask you. Yeah, exactly. It's not that easy, right? And it's pretty in- involved, especially this year. Some of the other rules that came about help me with this first home savings account. I don't know how many people will be in there, but it seems to me like, boy, I wish they had it when I was buying my first home because you're you're getting the tax break on both ends with this one, Rubina. Yeah, it's kind of like a marriage between the RRSP and the TFSA. So the first home savings account was introduced uh, in the budget, I believe in 2022. And so in 2023, it became available. It, it, you know, it has a pretty strict uh, stipulations as to who can use it. Um, you have to uh, be buying your first home in order to, uh, you know, saving to buy your first home in order to open this account. You can put in $8,000 a year up to a maximum of $4,000 a year. And you can start saving 15 years prior to when you would need that money. Now, the, 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 the beauty of this account is you put the money in and you get back uh, the income tax that you paid on that money and the money also goes tax-free. So this would be the first year if you did open this account in 2023 that you would have to show those uh, receipts. Uh, they would have them. If you have a CRA My account, you can go on there and see all the tax receipts they already have. But the receipt is called, the new slip is called the T4SHSA. And really, you don't have to remember all that. You really just have to know that if you have this new home, uh, new uh, first-time home savings account, that you will have to show how much money you contributed to that in the, in the last year. Is there standard advice that you have every year when it comes to tax time? I mean, I, I know with us, there's the software is available. You can go ahead and do it that way. We've used accountants before. I know there's H&R, but there's a million different ways. Like if somebody comes in and says, I got to do my taxes, I don't know what to do. Do you have a standard? This is the one thing that everybody should do. 
get organized. <laughs> That's one, one thing for sure. I think that a lot of the stress comes from being disorganized. So just, you know, spending a couple of Sunday afternoons getting all your receipts together, all your tax documents together. Um, if you are self-employed, it's a little bit yeah. more involved. So just, you know, doing the, doing the work, I think, is what will help you become stress-free. Um, being organized throughout the year, of course, having an Excel spreadsheet, which is what I like to do, and keeping, you know, keeping just good accounts of where I'm spending, where my income is coming from, what HST I'm collecting. If that is if that is your reality, if you're a full-time employee, you would not have that much that much uh, data that you have to that you have to collect. Um, and then getting yourself familiar with the CRA site. So what benefits and credits? Are you are you eligible for? Um, I, you know the, the CRA also this year is providing free tax help for people who have very simple tax situations. So if you're worried about the cost of using an accountant or a tax yeah. professional. CRA has made that available. So it's more about just doing the work. I think people just get overwhelmed because they think it's complicated. Yep. I'll leave it till the end. And that stresses people out. I think you're absolutely right. It is overwhelming for your average person. And, and another important reminder is if you do reach out and get help, that's a tax deduction too, right? Uh, yes, that is exactly. But uh, I'm not sure whether it's for full-time employees, but absolutely, if you are a sole proprietor yeah. or self-employed and you use accounting services, the fee for accounting, like that you pay your accountant or your tax professional, that fee in and of itself is uh, a deduction on your taxes for next year. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, next year when you file your taxes, if you spend 500 bucks using an accountant, you can you can uh, reduce your taxable income by 500% by claiming that as an expense. All right, so get started. Just dive in, <laughs> get to work. You got a little bit of time here, but like you say the sooner the better because it gets busier as we go along and you're going to have to wait longer yes absolutely and i think that just go to the cra website i think to begin with and and start from there i think that's going to make people feel a lot more comfortable rabina thank you so much for your time today always appreciate it